So uh, I would like to welcome everybody to today's I Love Real Estate Student Success Story. Thank you so much for joining me. We're just on 12. Um, and what we're going to do is get straight on into another student, another student who has been with the community for about, what, or four years? It's going on four years now. Uh, and they came in having a bit of experience you know, knowing a little bit more and, and, and obviously, you know, doing some, some deals and actually having quite a bit of success, but wanting to take it to the next level. Uh, and since they've been in here, they've done some amazing deals um, and specialised or kind of moved into the area of cash flow and obviously commercial as well, along with that. So um, let's get straight into it and introduce Jeff. Jeff, how are you doing, man? Thank, good, thanks for joining us. Yeah. <laughs> All good. Yeah. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm well. I'm really well. And I look, I wanted to just say, hey, thank, thanks so much for, uh, you know, for joining us here as well. Oh, um, it's, uh, it's always awesome to be able to, you know, really kind of get a bit of an insight into, into what the students are doing. And, and I just wanted to thank you for, for taking the time out to join us. So, um, so anyway, let, let's get let's let's get straight into it. And for those of us uh, joining, we've got on Facebook and obviously we've got um, those who are joining us on Zoom as well. So welcome, everybody. Now, um, as a bit of a way to get a bit of an idea, now you've been in the community, like, like I mentioned, for about four years now. Um, can you give a bit of an insight about what, you know, what was, you know, I want to kind of understand a little bit about how you joined and where you'd come from, because you've done a bit of kind of investing before, hadn't you? Yeah, I um, uh, did a little bit of education, shall we say, if that's what you call it, back in about 2000. Uh, in case you hadn't picked up on my glamorous accent, I'm actually from New Zealand. Um, it's, yep, uh, I got that. The, the, uh, the education, it basically had one strategy, buying under market value. And, and yeah, that was about it. So it wasn't much help. It gave me a few ideas, but nothing much. Um, we, we'd invested in a couple of you know, rental, normal rental properties over there. And we're a bit um, uh, creative with those where one of them was a large house and we it had a uh, sleep out off the side of the garage, which we turned into a two bedroom unit. There was another one. It was a little old house on the front of a big block. So we built another house on the back. Um, so we sort of, the things like that, that we did, we did a, another spec build and some renovations and most of what we were doing, we were just fumbling along with um did, luckily enough did really well it was just dumb luck we managed to time the the booms back then fairly well and and the the values of the properties went in our favor so that was good um prior to that i'd been over here in the late 80s and 90s met my wife and we'd gone back there for i don't know it was about 12 years we were over there and then decided we liked the weather better here so came back uh and thought there was more opportunities here uh spent you know, several years there while the kids were growing up, I, I was off, you know, just working, doing the, the dad thing, all the pickups and drop-offs. So um, uh, got very involved in their sports and other activities, being the coach. So that was all, all good fun. So you, then, were, you, you were the coach for your kids' um, teams, yeah? Yeah, for the soccer teams and the, the swimming club coach and swimming club president, all that sort of thing. And swimming's a bit of a big thing in my life. I still go, I was out in the ocean this morning, swimming about 3K. So um, yeah, yeah, that's a big thing for me, but um, uh, it got to the point where uh, we were living in Sydney, um, had a bit of capital there from the other projects over in New Zealand, 
and uh, looked at the prices of things in Sydney, didn't want to be tied to the bank for the next 100 years. So thought, well, okay, well we, we like being close to the beach and that's not going to happen in Sydney. So that's how we ended up in Newcastle, which, uh, which is where I live now. Um, we bought a property here back at the time, that's probably 15 odd years ago. So, you know, obviously the market's moved a lot since then. When, when we bought that, um, I looked at it and thought, oh yeah, corner block, that's great. We can do something with it. Didn't really know whether we could or not. Um, and you know, sort of quite a few years later thought, right, oh, it's time, you know, first kid had left home. So it's time mm -hmm. to start thinking about what we're gonna do with this block. Um, and uh, it was around about then, I guess I was looking for something to do that was gonna give me a bit of guidance, a bit of education, um, what's the best way of doing things. So saw uh, Dipner's little thing come up on the side of Facebook and- As you do, yeah. <laughs> advertising the uh, one day event. So I went along to that. Um, actually went along with a friend who, um, she's into investments and all that sort of stuff too. But after the one day thing, she was a little bit skeptical, bit anti, and 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 in the back, I was sort of I'm a fairly agreeable person, and and wasn't uh, sort of going against what she was saying. But in the back of my mind, I was thinking, no, this this looks good, this gels with me. Um, didn't sign up on the day, um, and had a good thing about it for the next couple of days. But I knew that you were doing another one day. That was in Newcastle, and mm -hmm. I knew you were doing another one day down in um, Parramatta on that weekend. And I thought, right, I'm gonna sign up to this. I'm going, going to do the day trip down to Parramatta and, and sit through this stuff again and um, sign up. So that's that's where we first met Michael. I bumped into you there and, and you, you signed me up and, and got me going. That's right, I know, I do, I remember it because because yeah. um, you, you, you were, you were clearly serious about wanting to learn. And it's, it's interesting to hear the, a little bit more of the backstory that you'd already done a little bit of education prior and that it helped you. And then you realized the value of that education. And um, yeah, interesting one. Yeah, because I mean, you paid in cash too, which was, that's, that was unusual. You just came in like, I'm, I'm here, I'm doing it. Here's, yeah. here's the money, let's get going, let's go. I like to so, make a memorable entrance. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a rare one when you do that. And it was, uh, it was a bit of a juggle to handle that, you know, burning a hole in my pocket until I got back, uh, back to Melbourne. But, but um, awesome, man, awesome. So look, look, that's a really interesting kind of intro, but it's good to hear that you, you understood and obviously saw that there was a value in it. So, so when you kind of connect it up, and obviously, Dipna goes through, I mean, as you know, you know, and everyone knows, you know, Dipna goes through a stack of information. Um, there's so much that she kind of delivers and you, and you would have seen a whole lot of kind of different approaches, different strategies and so forth. So what did you first kind of get into? Like, you know, what, what were your, you know, I mean, I, I, I suppose I should ask, like, you're wanting to accomplish something. Do you know yeah. what I mean? You wanted to come in for a specific reason and you knew that you had this deal. Yeah. So what what kind of happened? What was the first thing that happened for you? What, what did you first get into? Uh, so I guess the the example she used on the one day thing where it's sort of, I've seen people making all this money and it's like, oh, that's a bit of me. I want some of that. Um, and yeah, that that's, I guess that was what spurred me on to join up. Um, the uh, you know it sort of jumped straight into the the quantum side of things because I could see there was a bit more on offer there. You had specialty weekends, and uh, I guess for the first nine months of going through the ultimate and all the weekends, it was like, 
all these amazing things and seeing people do amazing stuff like be it you know townhouse developments or rooming houses or commercial or or you know just doing a duplex or, or subdivisions whatever it all looked amazing but it was like a kid in a lolly shop too many shiny things sort of thing and uh the wheels were kind of spinning so um my mind was going all over the show wanting to do everything and did nothing so. <laughs> that's Matt, I, jeff i've got to say that's 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 kind of so common it's a little bit overwhelming isn't it when you first yeah. start where do you where do you go yeah, yeah 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 so so what did you do what 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 happened then um so we I sort of went through all the uh the various different specialty weekends spent a lot of time going between here and the gold coast uh which seemed, seemed to be where a lot of them were um and um, probably got about nine months in and, and uh, spoke to Greg Miller, one of the platinum coaches, at the back of the room one day. And I think it might have been the Fast Profit um, weekend, the Fast Profit. There's another one they put together with it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I'm saying to Greg, um, oh, I want to do this and I want to do that. And, and uh, I think um, we'd just seen the presentation on the the storage units. I said, oh, I really want one of them, I, you know, and even went out to see Drake and said, how do I do that? Um, but one of the challenges for me, um, I'd always been self-employed. So sometimes mm. my income's up here and it's down there. And, and so finance is always going to be a bit of a hurdle. And anyway, Greg was able to sort of pull me back and say, okay, what are you trying to achieve? And I didn't ask this on the first ultimate thing. What do you want? And can you actually crystallize what you want? Me, no, I couldn't. I knew, okay, I want to get out of what I'm doing on a day-to-day -day basis and, and live the life of a, uh, you know, a property developer, property investor, and then you know, have the good life. But did I really know what I wanted? No, I, I, I suppose getting out of work was my why. But um, anyway, Greg yeah, was able so to... Jeff, just, just on that point as well, yeah. Dimna does mention it's one of the hardest things you'll do. Yeah. is to actually kind of sit down and work out exactly what you do want. Uh, I mean, most of us can say, I, I can tell you exactly what I don't want. Yes. But can you really crystallize exactly yeah. what you do want? Yeah. Important one, hey? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, that conversation with Greg, he was sort of able to sort of pull it back and say, okay, you need to do cash flow. You need to either do commercial or you need to do rooming houses, something like that. I thought, yeah, okay, this guy is going to give me a bit of guidance. So get me into platinum. All right, sign me up. So, <laughs> so went through the process and the interview that they do and, and, and spent, uh, went through the, the platinum process. Do you want me to sort of elaborate, keep going on that or? Yeah, well, I think, I mean, I think the platinum is a little bit different. It's, it's yeah. quite a different program. It's not, obviously it's not for everybody, but it also, it is available to you as a, as very much an accountability kind of thing and 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 is that is that really the the reason obviously having having access to a, to to one of the platinum coaches such as such as greg yeah. um as well is is phenomenal but it's also it, it is an accountability and it's putting yourself into a different space exactly. do you, yeah so if you can if you can elaborate a little bit more on just like well what what is that what it was for you yeah what, yeah exactly like um you know this guy was able to just make everything that was a bit overwhelming seem simple so i guess that was why i thought yep i need this i, I need this and and you know there's lots and lots of people out there that are doing amazing things without even touching platinum but for me i figured i needed this accountability and just the the regular check-ins with the coach you know talking to him on the phone um doing the doing the lists your, your weekly and your monthly lists 
And I was one of these people that, you know, if you ever talked to Greg about me, he'd, he'd tell you religiously, I sent that list through every week and I made sure I got done what was on that list. So if I said, okay, I'm going to do a feasibility on doing a duplex on a block in X suburb, um, I did it. Uh, I made the phone calls to, you know, the difficult things, the, the scary things that you haven't done before and, and putting yourself out there. So um, just, I didn't just, want to get sorry. on the next... Sorry. sorry, sorry to interrupt, Jeff. Can you just explain a little bit about that? So you're you're sending in a list to Greg to keep yourself accountable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's part of the platinum process. So not only do they drill a lot deeper into each strategy, but you're working on the mindset, you're working on your planning, um, and these lists are all part of it. So awesome. Um, so yeah, you, you're doing your list, and it's like, okay, I'm going to get that done on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and so on. Um, I'm going to make those calls to those agents and I'm going to keep hassling that agent because he sounds like he knows lots about what I want. <laughs> those sorts of things. So, um, and, you know, I didn't want to be getting on the next call with Greg and saying, well, okay, there's my list. Um, I haven't done those things. You know, I didn't want to be caught, you know, looking like a bit of a Wally who made this list and hadn't, hadn't done it. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So he, so basically, it, it it held you to account. You kind of went went along with that accountability. It was like, and and it, it pushed you into doing some some pretty amazing things, didn't it? So, did you want to kind of get into what what uh, what occurred for you? So, as in deals. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. If you if you're going to because you were speaking to all the agents, weren't you? You were kind of like you were <laughs> you're following the process. So yeah, what what happened? So the first first deal we did, it was actually, we'd actually already started it just before um, I joined up with Platinum. And it was our PPR deal. It was a one into two lot subdivision. And like years and years before, when we actually bought the property, I'd looked at it, corner block, yeah, we can subdivide that. But I didn't know really whether we could. I didn't know what the rules were. Turned out we had to build on the back to do it. Um, so uh, we did the new construction, which is where we live now. Um, nice new home and uh, did the renovation myself on the, the old house in the front. Um, probably getting a bit past doing that sort of work these days, but uh, yeah, yeah, did. Um, so went through that whole process, but the, the coming back to the platinum thing, when we started it, one of the first things Greg got me to do was even though we'd already kind of got, gotten the ball rolling on this, this project, he said, right, I want you to do a full feasibility on, on this project. And it's like, oh, really, do I have to? We've already started it. <laughs> And, and that was all part of the accountability and, and the fact that he pushed me into doing that and, you know, I'd have probably, before this, I'd have probably gone out and first builder I'd spoken to, oh, he's a good guy, that sounds all right, let's go with him. Um, but Greg's saying, no, no, you've got to get more quotes, you've got to, you know, check this and go into more details of what else is selling around the place and, and what does it look like and, and go into a lot more detail about it. So the fact that I did all that it probably saved me the cost of going into platinum uh, just, just in doing that and dealing with different builders um, and, and learned a lot more along the way too. And, and mm. about, you know, building a new home and, and doing a, a subdivision and all those sorts of things. So um, yeah, very helpful there. So interesting, yeah. isn't it? It's just, it's just, it's how, how, how simple an approach of holding you to an account yeah. can actually, you know, save you or make you, you know, yeah. the, the cost it, of the program. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't only the accountability with Greg, it was the other students that were in there because what they do when you get in there, you'll get paired up with someone else 
and you've got to check in with them each week or each fortnight to see what they're doing, how they if they're going along with their goals. And, and you've got to sort of say to them, okay, well, I told you last week I'm going to be doing this. I've done it or I haven't done it. And, and once again, I didn't want to be left with my pants down sort of thing. So mm-hmm. that was another accountability thing. And, you, and you've got people coming from all sorts of different walks of life um, and they've got all kinds of problems or, or issues that they've had in the past that they're, they're trying to work through and I sort of look at my own situation and think well I've got it pretty easy what's my excuse um, so it kind of spurs you on and you see what people are working through and, and, and to achieve what they're doing yeah, mm. yeah. So, so um how did it how did it stack up how did this deal because you, you're, you're doing a new build on the back um yep. Renault on the front how did it how did it stack up from a you know from a profit side of things so because we'd bought the house uh, a number of years before, I, I wanted to do it as though it was a deal that we were going into at the time rather than mm-hmm. working on the old figures. Um, so at the time, we would have bought the house with, on the, the old house on the land at $680,000, okay? The total development, by the time we'd done the subdivision and there was a bit of work, the renovation on the old house and built the new house, it was just short of $1.3 million. Um, so when we got to the end of it, the new value on the old house and the new value on the new house, uh, combined came up to 1.665 million. So on that project, if you like, you could call it $375,000 in profit, uh, or a 29% return, which is not too shabby. I don't think anyway. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely, and and you you haven't calculated the uplift when you initially purchased it because you wanted to look at it as a as a as a deal that you would enter enter into. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So you obviously you've you've made way more than that, but yeah, that was prior yeah. to yeah purchasing. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, I mean, if you went on the purchase price on what we bought it for, there's another three hundred and fifty odd grand that we made yeah. there. So, yeah. That's yeah. But, but, a period of time. Yeah, but you're looking at look at it from a present point of view. So, yeah, mate, that's awesome, awesome. So, twenty nine percent return, three hundred seventy five. Yeah. Great yeah. start, first deal. Yeah. And well, I mean, building that new house, which is you know, as everybody knows, the last couple of years things have gone mad, so it's gone up again. So, you know, we're at the end of that process, we valued the new house at nine fifty. It's now sitting somewhere around the one point two. So, awesome. it's going up. So that's. Another two hundred and fifty there. That's <laughs> call, it the, call it the cream on the cake, if you like. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, nice one, <laughs> nice one. Awesome, yeah, man. awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, but you didn't stop there. You you went uh, on, did another deal, yeah. Yeah. So, um, going through the platinum process, I, I guess uh, being the sort of person that's self-employed and liking to do things my way, uh, even though Greg had said to me right back at the beginning, right, you need to come in and do commercial or rooming house, something like that, because cash flow is really what you need. Um, I, I sort of said to him, yeah, 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 I'll get back. That's on the list. I'll get back to that later. But I want to do this. And I want to do that. And I didn't just gloss over these things. Like I spent four months drilling into NDIS housing. Now, I know there's some people out there mm. doing amazing things with that. But for me, where I wanted to do it, I couldn't make it work. There was too many challenges. At the time, it was all new. And uh, the government departments weren't talking to each other. But I won't bore you with that. So... Yeah, that was one thing. There was I was looking at townhouses, duplexes. I did look at a style of rooming houses. Um, went full circle. By the end of the first twelve months of platinum, I actually came back to where Greg had told me to start, which was commercial. So, <laughs> so 
went out and started looking for your typical commercial property that had a lease on it, uh, where we could find something to do to it, whether we add on or do something to get some uplift from it as well. And one of, and this, part of the, the whole, I love real estate and platinum, one of the areas of it that when you, when you sign up, you don't expect is working on that six inches of real estate between your ears. Mm. And that's something that I had to work on and I'd still have to work on. Um, and one of my mental blocks was I really wanted to do something close to home. And I couldn't find anything that ticked all the boxes close to home. Um, but in the process of looking for one of these ideal properties that already had a lease on it, uh, managed to come across a really helpful agent. Um, and he, there was some new land being sold in a subdivision. And I know if you listen to some of the stuff, they say, don't buy in a subdivision because you're going to you know, get to the other end of it and have all this competition. The agent that I was dealing with um, and, and one of the keys to all the, pro, all the uh, deals I've done has been the team I've had around me. And he was really key to this. He knew exactly what was going to be in demand. He knew what else was being built in the area. He knew what we'd get for it at the other end. He had contacts. He could sort of point me in the right direction for doing the construction, all that sort of thing. So, uh, so we bought the land. And um, that was while we were still doing the PPR deal. Um, this all happened around the time that COVID hit the first lot. Mm -hmm. um, prior to that, we'd done all the feasibilities. I'd gone and seen my finance broker and the banks had said, yeah, yeah, we'll give you 65% LVR on that. All good. We can do the construction. That's fine. When it came to actually, uh, when COVID hit, they suddenly dropped it to 50%. It's like, holy moly, what are we going to do now? So wow. I own the bit of land. It kind of got put in the too hard basket for the moment because we were doing the PPR deal. And so we continued on and finished the PPR deal and, and um, then got back to it. Uh, managed to finance it through sheer persistence and grit. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, by the end of the year, had the, uh, the DA through all ready to go. And, you know, the rubber hit the road and it all happened fairly quickly after that. So um, I don't know. Do you want me to go into figures on on that or, or on that? Yeah, okay. yeah. Look, it's a, it, it's 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 an interesting point that um, that you run into. I mean, the, the thing you've brought up too is that you you often run into issues and problems that you don't foresee, and obviously, you know, getting a sixty five um, percent LVR down to fifty percent because of a situation really kind of you know. Um, it's something you have to deal with because you've you've already got you're already in the deal you've already you've already purchased the land haven't you you're there yeah. so you've got you've got to find a solution one way or another um, right. and you and you had to look for other other sources of finance didn't you to solve that yeah so we we ended up uh, we worked out we weren't actually going to need the finance for that long because they were warehouses they're concrete boxes they don't take yep. as long to build as houses or townhouses that sort of thing um, we figured. At the most, we were going to need this finance for six months. Um, yep. And so we ended up going private finance, which you're getting up there. And it's, I think we were paying, by the time you took in all the fees and, and bits and pieces into it, we are somewhere between 13 and 14% interest on these things. But yep. Yep. it all worked out in the fees, though. And uh, so we charged ahead with it and um, had it constructed within six months got them all sold while they were being constructed. And one of, actually one of the things that was always playing on my mind during this project was 
uh, we'd started to try and get pre-sales, but concrete mm-hmm. boxes are pretty hard to sell as pre-sales. Um, so I found out <laughs> now. <laughs> um, so I was always saying to the agent, oh, we're not getting it. I was a bit worried. We weren't getting any. And he said, look, as soon as these start coming out of the ground, you're going to get quarries. And sure enough, they started happening mid-January. By the end of January, we were getting flooded with inquiries. So um, he, he was dead on the money there, which is great. Um, yeah, got them all sold. The market also moved in our, our favour, um, which yep. is good. We did have some challenges along the way, like a lot of people who do development, getting out of the ground can be a bit of a challenge. We hit rock, which is always a bit of fun. Um, once again, I was thinking, God, it's going to cost us another 50 grand. It turned out it was only 15 grand. So that was all right uh, on this size of deal. So um, uh, just, just on that, Jeff, yeah. like you're, you're doing this while you're in the Platinum program with Greg. Yep. So like when you run into an obstacle like that, um, you're going back to Greg to, 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 to help you to find out a solution or because I'm just... Um, the thing I wanted to kind of find out from you is that obviously with any kind of deal, you're always going to run into problems. And I want to know how, how do you um, resolve them um, and how do you approach them? Are you, are you changing your approach? I want, to, I want to kind of just understand how you, because you're talking about with, from a mindset point of view as well. Yeah. Is, I, it, are you leaning on the platinum community? Are you leaning on the, you know, just so, just so that, you know, that the obviously students who are, who are not involved with platinum, uh, so much how do how do you work through that process of of overcoming those kind of obstacles especially with a deal like this it has it has multiple problems it doesn't just have one yeah, yeah. and you and you and, and I, I know you've come out with a profit we'll talk about that later yeah so yeah. it's just it's a really interesting thing that you're running into a problem you think oh no i'm not going to have money you know i'm gonna it's going to cost me so much yeah, yeah these things are hitting you yeah so how do you yeah can you kind of it's it's just i uh, mean I can be a fairly stubborn person, I'm being persistent. Um, but I suppose the, the help from the, the community was more seeing what other people had done. Um, they, they, you know, you're in a room with a whole bunch of other people. They've all had challenges uh, along the way and, and they've found a way through. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of how. Um, you know, you just got to keep at it. So... Uh, you know, going back to Greg was not so much him saying, all right, you got to do this, this and this. He's not going to tell me exactly what to do. I'm going to say, I'm going to go back to him and he's going to say, okay, what do you think your options are? And so I'm saying to him, well, we can do this or we can do this or we can do this. And he'll say, okay, what do you tell me to do my numbers on each of those options sort of thing. And it's like, okay, keep pushing down that path. Um, and, and he's just keeping, it's really just keeping me accountable. It comes back to that whole accountability mm. thing uh, and pushing and, and saying back, you know, one of the things Greg would always say, if I was doubting myself, he'd be saying back yourself. You know this stuff, you can do it. Um, it's just having that that person in your corner that has that faith in you that uh, they can see it. You know, we all have some pretty bad self-talk going on up here, but they can see it from the outside, which is... Um, uh, really great yeah. yeah yeah awesome awesome yeah um so so how did it obviously with, with all of those challenges and so forth you know such as you know obviously hitting rock there's more costs there um finance you know private finance crank yeah. <laughs> cranking up there from a dollar's point yeah. of view yeah, yeah. but you you still you still came out with a profit so that so your feasibility and and the deal it would have been a whole lot better but you've you've still come out with a profit how did oh. how did it end up 
And look, the learning experiences we had going through that, um, and like I mentioned before, I'm becoming a far more details-orientated person, whereas I didn't used to be. There was, even in this, there was a couple of things we missed where we could have you know, made a bit more on, but you know, anyway, I'll know for the next one. Um, so uh, to give you an idea, the, the uh, total, hang on, I've got it written down here, but I'm trying to understand my own writing here. Um, total development cost on this, uh, the budget we'd gone in at about 1.55. Uh, it turned out it was more like 1.56. So there were a couple of things came under what we expected. Um, but on the budget side of things, we'd expected 1.88 and we ended up getting 1.98. So where we, um, the market helped a bit because we were, mm -hmm. it was the start of the, the COVID boom, which everybody was saying, yeah, the sky is going to fall. It actually went the other way. Um, you know, at the start of the project, we were looking around 20% return on it. It ended up 24%. Or you know, three hundred eighty-three thousand profit if you really want to get down to the, the yep. nuts and bolts of it. Um, so very satisfying. A lot of learning from it, and um, I guess the the key takeouts from that once again is get the right team around you. I had a had a brilliant uh, legal person on board with me. Um, he uh, we because there was. Or two of the because we had five warehouses and two of the purchases were being very challenging, shall we say? Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. So uh, and he he just kept persisting. He kept going back to them and and um, you know we finally got it there in the end. Um, the builder um, the builder was brilliant. I mean, could I have found somebody cheaper? Maybe. Uh, I think these guys they they had such a great team they had their own town planner on on board and I, I was just really i was just on their back the whole time saying okay where are we up to what's happening here or something's happening why is that happening why are we doing that uh so that and they're able to you know just answer those questions so if you've got somebody that you've got that relationship with and i'm sure I probably drove mad some days but um <laughs> that's you know that's what you're going to do to get the result so uh yeah uh, uh, getting that team, the builder, the agent, the legal guy, um, they were probably the key people in it. So, yeah. Uh, awesome, man. And yeah. look, a great, a great return for, for, for all those challenges as well. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, very happy with that one. Um, so then you, you then kind of leave it off that, went on to another deal. Commercial, yeah? Yes. Yeah, so going, still, still going down the commercial path. Um, so this one is a bit different. Um, I, I guess in that that last one, the development, one a couple of the learnings were uh, we should have sold them with mezzanines in there. We could have made more money on that. That was one of the big learnings. Uh, the other one was check out the slope a bit more before mm -hmm. you get into it because that's that was you know we had a seventy thousand dollar retaining wall at the back of that. That comes straight out of your profit. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I guess hindsight's all very well, but I looked back at it and um, thought, geez, why didn't we hang on to those a little bit longer? We could have made another couple of hundred grand the way the market went. Yeah, yep. we don't know that at the time. So mm -hmm. uh, you learn from it, move on. So the, the next one was actually up in Southeast Queensland. Um, these are, I suppose you call them a combination of cash flow and chunk deal. So it's what mm -hmm. I was looking for before I went into this development. Um, 
these are these are a couple of warehouses up there. They're they're about ten years old, but I've actually flew the you know ran the gauntlet just before Christmas. Got on a plane and flew up there with masks and goggles and everything on, so I wouldn't catch COVID. Um, and went and had a quick look at them. And um, uh, there's tenants in there at the moment, but when they were leased out, it was done in a very flat market. So the, the they lease them out on a square meter rate. So where the square meter rate at the time was sort of sitting around that 90 bucks a square meter, the market rate now is sitting around 130 bucks a square meter. So that's where um, uh, your, your, your lease, what you get for your lease has a direct um, impact on what the value is. So when the leases on those come up in about 12 months time and we can bump it up to market rate, that will increase the value. That's where the chunk is on that one. But at the same time, even though they're under what I would consider under charged at the moment for their lease, they're still very high cash flow. So at the moment, they're sitting about 35 grand positive cash flow a year. And that's 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 awesome. So uh, I'm just trying to work out like a percentage rate of that. That's about is that like like about a 20%, 25% increase on the lease, and it's already positive cash flow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if you took that over, over, so one of the leases comes up in twelve months, the other one's in two years. Yep. Um, so if you looked at it as a two-year project, if we sold it, it actually works out around about forty-five percent that we'll get out of that to what we're putting into it. Yep. Wow. Forty-five percent. Yeah, that's on our money, not on the project. On it. On it. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I get that. It's a, a return on investment. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but then that is positive cash flow. Uh, like I say, 35 positive at the moment. By the time we've got them up to market rate, it'll be, well, depending on what happens with the interest rates, it'll be somewhere between 50 and 60. So, yeah. Awesome. What a, what an awesome deal, hey? It's a good start. <laughs> it's a good start. <laughs> you're, you, you're, 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 you're setting your sights higher now, aren't you? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, this is, this is an interesting point. How, like... You've come through, this is now the, the second commercial deal that you're doing. Are you now looking bigger? Like, how is your approach to looking at your next deal? Like, obviously, when you're first starting out and, um, you know, you're starting off a little bit smaller, yep. now you're getting a bit bigger. Are you now kind of, have you expanded your viewpoint and now looking at deals that you would have never looked at before? Um, well, if it had seven figures on it a couple of years ago, I wouldn't have even touched it. That would have been far too scary because, <laughs> and my wife, sort of sign the papers shakily. Um, she, she doesn't get too involved in it, but um, yeah, that's fine. Um, yes, I'm probably uh, looking more from the point of view. So, okay, we, we've got a, another one that we're about to settle on in, in the end of this month. Uh, it's probably maybe a little bit outside some people's comfort zone because uh, it's actually the end of a, it's a similar thing again, a warehouse, half warehouse, half office, pretty much brand new. Um, end of a developer's line and so we got it at a bit of a discount um it is vacant so our challenge is being tenanted uh and we believe we can do that in the next three months so uh that one will be positive cash flow but the way it's been financed i'm locked into it for 12 months so mm -hmm. uh the way the cap rates are moving in the area that we've bought it uh now i don't know People probably don't understand cap rates, so it's really yeah, about supply, you could, yeah. supply and demand. So, if you're buying something, let's say you're buying something with a six percent return, 
if you could, if there's more demand, people are going to pay more for that, which means the the return when you buy it is going to be lower. So if the cap rate, which is like your general rate across the market, drops from six percent to five percent, you've just made a whole bunch of money. Like what's that, twenty percent, something like that. Yeah. Uh, the as everybody knows, the um, a bit similar. Somebody said a bit similar to Dan, the new coach. Yes, Dan's a good mate of mine, and he's he's yeah, <laughs> he's doing some great stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, so the the we all know the resi market's gone mad, and and you know I looked at a couple of resi deals before I jumped into these couple that I the, that I'm doing at the moment. And people are just jumping straight on them, overpaying for them. It's crazy there. And so a lot of people have gone from the resi market across to the commercial market. So that pushes more demand on there, which drops the cap rate. So if you already own the, the property and you bought it at say 6% and the market, because of the demand, they're getting a lower return, drops to 5%, that's where you're making a chunk. So that's kind of what we're looking at doing on this one. Um, because the, the, the cap rate on, on the area that we're looking at is definitely dropping, just even since we have bought these last couple. Uh, you know, the, the area that we're looking in, though, is sort of low sixes. Mm-hmm. Things are now selling mid fives and heading pretty rapidly toward five. So, uh, so that's, that's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Okay, cool, cool. So uh, now just there is a question here. Um, Eugene is asking, what was your rationale for um, doing a chunk deal in developing industrial warehouses as your second deal if your goal was for cash flow? Yeah, I probably went a bit off track there. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I guess it was just, you know, I could see there was a few hundred grand in profit there and it's like, Oh yeah, I could go and buy a warehouse and get you know thirty grand or something like that, positive cash flow, or I can go and do this development and make a few hundred grand. So it was just I don't know the carrot was too big; they were dangling it there for me, so I jumped it, jumped at it. But um, I guess um, uh, what I didn't take into consideration uh, was the finance. I mean, I did look into the finance, and, and at the time, like I said, sixty five percent. I thought, yep, I can do that. Um, but yeah, then, then we had to make a few changes and be a bit creative in how we got it. So, uh, so yeah, interesting. But now I'm, I'm back on track. I'm looking more at cash flow stuff or, or more to the point I'm looking at something where I can recycle my capital and keep moving forward as well as getting that cash flow. So yeah. Exactly what Dimler says, isn't it? Yeah. The deal has to put you in a better position yeah. moving forward so you can continually do deals. Yep. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. ultimate deal is where you can recycle all the money you put into it pull that out and still have the cash flow there so you've got a free yep. income coming in it hasn't cost you anything so um these ones probably aren't quite at that level but we're getting there <laughs> awesome awesome so uh so now that's all on um that now you you kind of let us know about the the, the third deal a commercial one that was went from 35k positive to 65 was that right uh look on, on if you start it will do yeah, yeah, within a couple of years, because we are locked in with the interest rate. So by mm-hmm. the end of two years, it'll be sitting around 65. But then if we've got to re- renegotiate the um, the interest rate, it, it'll probably, because that'll take a little bit of the meat out of it. So it'll yep. be sitting 
you know, somewhere in that probably should be, I would say between that 55 and 60 rather yep. than the 65. So yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. A great return. Hey, and then yeah, 45% return over two years. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and now you did another, you've got another one in the pipeline now, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the, uh, the other one that we bought where it's, we'd settle on it at the end of this, this month. Um, and uh, we, yeah, like I say, it's the end of a developer's line. So we've, we've okay, yep. he's wanting to get out of that one. It's, it's one in a complex of about 20. And um, I think through the COVID period, he was having a few challenges selling them, uh, but things have picked up now. Uh, so, you know, we jumped in on one of the last ones in there and, and um, you know, he was just happy to get out. But he, the funny thing was he was very specific about the amount. We were trying to get him down a bit further. And he'd obviously figured out the exact amount he could go down to. And it was like within the dollar almost. So um, <laughs> that's what we ended up paying. So Yeah, okay. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, uh, and yeah, obviously, you've, you've covered on that on that deal as well. Pro Profit-wise, how's it, how's it going to turn out? Profit um, on that one. So, by the so okay, we've gone into that one. It's, it's caught round figures that we went in. It's about 850. And mm -hmm. th these figures, anybody who's watching, don't let these figures ski. You're not putting in 850. You're, you're coming up with the deposit, which, okay, in commercial is a bit higher than, um, than residential. You're, you're probably looking more like a third rather than 20% on your normal 80-20 loan um so you know and there's different ways you can structure it so this one because it's vacant once again we had to be a little bit careful how we mm -hmm. financed it yep uh and we've gone in on a on a no doc loan so the interest rate is is a bit higher and we're locked in for that 12 months now we might get to the end of that 12 months and say oh this has got amazing cash flow and end up keeping it and redrawing the capital out of it but with the the lease that we will get on that so Round figures, 850. There are costs involved in getting it leased out. The agents charge you for that. Um, we're expecting a few months downtime and, and we may have to put incentives in there to get people in there, maybe um, a few months of free rent. Um, so by the time you go through all that stuff, um, we're sitting around about the 950 to 970 total cost on this one. Mm -hmm. um, when it revals in 12 months time, we're expecting it to be around about 1.25. Awesome. So, you know, that's over 250,000 in, in, uh, in return on that one, call it. In, in 12 months. plus percent. In 12 months. It'll be 12 months, yeah. Yeah, from when we settle to when we, when we can sell, I should say. Awesome. awesome but whether man. we, I'll reassess it when we get to the end of the twelve months and and see what else is happening in the market. I may pull the chunk out of that and pay the. So one of the things we've got to weigh up is: do we take that chunk and pay the tax on that chunk, or do we redraw off that property, hold and, it, yep, and hold on to it for the cash flow and find something else? So uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that's when we get there. We're just going to have to assess that situation. Choices, choices, but they're good choices to make too. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fantastic, man. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, mate, awesome, awesome. So this is this is pretty much what you've done in the in the space of um, what 
maybe probably almost three years, isn't it? Just a little bit over three years. Really? Because you started yeah. four years ago, but you kind of went and... Yeah, that first year didn't really do a lot. So I yeah, yeah. often got confused. So <laughs> Found your way out of the confusion. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, with the guidance of um, some very good coaching. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, now, look, the one, the, one of the things I always find interesting is... Um, how do you uh, overcome problems and obstacles? And you, you've covered that on a couple of different things. Obviously, the the deal where there, there was issues that were coming up, and also on the finance. Was there anything else that you wanted to share in, along those lines about how you? Because you're 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 starting to do larger deals now, and you've you've really got a great approach to be able to overcome those. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to mention on that? Uh, look, I, I guess you've just got to get that solution mindset um persistence just find a find a way through uh there's look there's always an answer uh don't get don't let it get overwhelmed i mean some people some little thing goes wrong and they, they you know they, the world's coming to an end but you just got to keep your head and um you know if you're not sure there's plenty of people in this community that you can ask questions of be it one of the coaches or or one of the other students and, and you pretty quickly get to figure out who's doing what, um, you know, people will give you different ideas and they may be doing a totally different strategy, but what you do find once you've looked at a few strategies, a lot of the things, are, uh, although it's different strategies, there, there's a lot of parallels. So, mm -hmm. you know, and your research, your fizos, your, your process, it's all there. So, you know, if you run into to problems as, there's always a way through. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of how. It's just being persistent, sticking out, being like a dog with a bone, really. Um, <laughs> you know, just keeping at it. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. There's no magic wand. It's just, um, yeah, keep your head about you. And that's where it comes back to that mindset thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome, man. Awesome. Good, good. Uh, okay, so now we have a bit of a question here from Eugene again. Uh, deals two, three, and four. Did you have to use your self-employed service ability to get into them, or were they financed standalone on each deal's merits by the lender? This is this is a commercial kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Response, so yeah. That's that's one of the really attractive things about um, uh, commercial. So everybody's in a different situation. Some people have got a really high income. Some people have got you know good equity. Some people got nothing. So, and that's often dictates the strategy you're going to choose. So for me, um, I had a bit of equity there. Um, my income was probably not something I really wanted to brag about to the bank. Uh, so, you know, we had to, had to look at it another way. So it was development finance. Um, yes, I mean, it ended up being private finance on that first one. Uh, yes, they wanted to know that we could look after ourselves. We weren't going to go bust and, and take their money and run. And the way it was structured, we couldn't do that anyway because they were paying straight to the builder. Um, so that one, yeah, it was done on, on the project. Now, not all banks, not your mainline banks are going to do that. Uh, there's a number of different things they, they'll look at. They want to look at your experience. Now, I hadn't done that before. So that would have probably wiped me off the, the, you know, the sheet uh and um you know whether you can service the loan if, if things don't sell that sort of thing so um the private finance yes i paid probably double what i would have paid doing it through a, a bank if i could have gotten it through a bank but um 
you know, you do what you got to do to get the job done. Uh, mm -hmm. Second one was done on a lease dock loan. So uh, that's where there's a lease in place and that's going to more than, you know, like we said, it was positive cash flow. So it's going to more than cover the cost of the loan. Once again, with these things you do, uh, the banks uh, are going to ask you for guarantees. Uh, so if things go pear-shaped, they can come after you. They can, you know, the, the deals on me, not the, on at the moment, if everything goes to custard, um, they can come after my house. Uh, they don't have a mortgage over it, but I've signed agreements saying they can. Now, mm. the chances of that happening are so slim because, you know, I've already put in a third deposit. So, you know, if they went and sold those properties for uh, even two thirds of what we've paid, they're going to get their money back. Yeah, yeah, so sure. I might not, but they're going to get their money back. So is there risk involved? Yeah, there's risk involved in anything. I mean, you can go into a subdivision and still, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but certainly you've had it now drilled into you that it's now an exact calculated risk and you know exactly yes. those calculations yeah, yeah. because you, you've, you've, been, you've held yourself accountable to do those FISOs that Greg's yeah, been pushing yeah. you to doing do. Doing those FISOs and yeah. look, if you're not, oh, Dipner says it over and over again, if you're not confident going into a deal, you haven't done enough FISOs or you haven't done enough reverse FISOs, find a deal that somebody else has done and work backwards from there and, you know look up on the council website, who did the build, who did the town planning, um, you know, make the phone calls and yeah, find out yeah. all the figures for it. So yeah, yeah, it's just um, going through all that process. I did that on a number of other strategies too. So, you know, learning the process, that was, that's probably the big thing that uh, Platinum taught me because they do drill a lot deeper in each, each um, strategy. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. All right. Hey, uh, hey, Jeff. Now, are you are you looking at JVs at all? I am. That's yeah. On my uh, on my uh, to do or not my to dos on my calendar. I've got a big wall calendar over there. You can't see it, but it's a big wall calendar <laughs> over there. Yeah. And uh, I've got some uh, timeframes of when I want to want to do a few more of similar ones to um, to what I've been doing. Yeah. Yeah. Can you can you like because obviously you're now in a different place to obviously when you started and you've probably got an approach to JVs. How do you approach it? Like, do you I know that from Dipner's side of things, she will say you need to do due diligence on a deal. You yep. also need to do due diligence on a JV partner. Exactly. Do you have your own approach to that? Do you want to share a little bit about how you approach that? Well, I haven't actually done a JV yet, so uh, <laughs> that's all quite new. But look, I, I've seen enough done and, and enough going on around me uh, that, yes, it's a matter of getting everything possible uh, down on paper and you know, call it a heads of agreement, call it what you want. Just getting a good understanding with the other person, what their expectations are out of it, what their responsibilities, if any, are out of it. Uh, how you're going to structure the deal, whether it's just a straight finance agreement or, or whether the, if the whole thing's going into their name and I'm, I'm getting a cut of the profit at the other end. Uh, it's, I mean, every deal is going to be different, but it's getting everything understood up front and then communication after that. So even though it was a private finance guy that got me through the, the development deal, um, I still had to communicate everything back to him. And I mean, you, you saw some of the videos I put up on uh, Facebook about that one. Um, 
uh, I had to do, so basically I forwarded those on to him so he could see what was going on. It wasn't just for I Love Real Estate um, Facebook, yep. uh, as well as a written report saying, okay, here's where the build's up to. Uh, these are the challenges we've faced. These, this is how we've gotten through those challenges. Um, this, this is the inquiries we've had on sales. Uh, uh, this is the feedback we're getting from people who are looking at them. Uh, this is what else is selling around the area and, and, and what they're going for. Um, just all the information. So it's being totally transparent in everything you, you're doing and um, just keeping everybody in the loop. And, and so I guess that's the nearest thing I've done to a JV is having that guy as a, a finance partner. So it's, it's like a JV, I suppose. Um, mm. And that's exactly how I would um, approach anything in the future is uh, just keep keeping that communication. I mean, it doesn't matter whether it's a, a property deal, business deal, and I, you know, I have my own business or, or a marriage. If you're not communicating, it's not working, is it? <laughs> exactly right. Exactly yeah. right. And you, you also highlighted the importance of having a good team around you. Yes. And you obviously want to kind of, you know, connect with someone who's a, who's a team player. Yeah. With you as well. yeah. yeah. Take a lot of stock in, and, and look, you, you can do a lot of, you got to kiss a lot of frogs before you get a princess sort of thing. That's what my father said to me at my wedding. Um, <laughs> and it's the same with dealing with professionals. You know, you talk to a lot of agents. You, after a while, you get to know the ones that know their stuff. And, and uh, it's, you know, you start to put a bit of stock on what they say. And you got to back it up with your own research. I mean, if they're saying, oh, we can get you X amount at the other end, you got to do your homework on that and, and uh, you yeah. know, that's, that's where it is. So, you know, if somebody's trying to sell you a deal that's, um, you know, looks marvellous, you got you got to do that. I mean, somebody came to me the other day with a, uh, not that I'm doing subdivisions, but it was a, a, a subdivision deal. And by the time we worked out all the, the, the tax and GST and everything else, at face value, it looked fantastic. But by the time we went through it all, we were down to single single figures percentage wise what the return was going to be and and okay it was making a profit but do you really want to you can well, you know we can do better <laughs> yeah 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 interesting so all those times of doing those fees is now paying off yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. greg pushing me to do those things it's paid off <laughs> yeah good good hey uh jeff how is your life different now like 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 how how are you kind of doing things differently to when you yeah, first so joined? So one of the things that probably didn't exactly go to plan, uh, when I started this, I was contracting to another company. On my day job, I do window furnishings. Those blinds behind me, I impressed um, Michael before by pushing a button and they went up and down. <laughs> so I do blind shutters, curtains. That's the day job. Um, contracting to another company and they were in control. They were, it was like a job really. And they were making changes that didn't sit with me very well because I, you know, I had my own businesses in the past doing the same sort of thing. So I decided, right, I'm going to set up my own business. And when I started that, the idea was, okay, I'm going to build my own business. It's going to be big. I'm going to take on staff and that'll be another cash flow deal that I can just skim money off the top. But when I started getting into it, it was like, oh, we're getting, I'd done that 15, 20 years ago. And um, it was just, a whole lot of headaches you're dealing with a lot of other personality staff um, anybody who's employed staff may know that now obviously if your systems are good enough great but um, it's not really where I wanted to go so what started off as wanting to be something big 
I pulled it back and now it's just me and a couple of other guys doing all the all the donkey work for me, um, which is great. Now, where was I going with that? Oh, okay. Now, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm working, because I'm working in my own business, I can control my time a lot better. So really, I'm probably spend, only really spending half the week on that day business and focusing the other half of the week on the property side of things. So that's one big change. The other big change is the mindset and knowing mm. where I'm going to be. It's just not, not a dream out there. It's knowing where you're going to be in 12 months, two years time. Um, it's not just something I've written down on paper. It's knowing the steps, how I'm going to get there. So, so yeah, that's, that's something that didn't exist before a plan. <laughs> and also it sounds like you've got a, you got a pretty strong confidence. You're going to, you're going to be, where you intend to be yeah. in the next 12 months, next, you know, 24 yeah. months, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, no, nah, no, nah, the things I put in place actually, you know, they occur. I make them occur. Yeah. Is yeah. that it's, and it's, it's just that persistence that, you know, stay, sticking with it and, and just, you know, not, not if, but how, and it's just, yeah. you know, if it doesn't go quite to plan, you've got to be flexible. Okay. We'll do it this way instead of doing it that way, but we're still coming out with the same end result. So yeah. yeah, fantastic man, fantastic. Yeah. So um, so if someone was to like you know we've we've got obviously a number of new students that have just joined in. If they were to just kind of join in and go, ah, oh, hang on, this is, hey Jeff, I want to find out from you if you've been involved with you know, for a bit of time, you know, what advice would you give to to like a new student who's literally just joined up, you know, oh, got just, got into the program and like, oh my god, what do I do? Yeah, Sh shiny shiny object, objects everywhere. Things, yeah. You've you've been there. <laughs> <laughs> what, what would you say to them? Uh, look, I think you've got to go back to the basics if you're getting overwhelmed with it. Um, and Dipna goes through this, but there's so much information, it all kind of gets lost in the um, uh, in the wash. Um, go back to the basics, have a look at your own situation uh, and, you know, figure out what you can do uh, with your, your current money and your current skills. Um, what do you need to work on? Do you need to you know, if you've got to do JVs, do you need to work on your person-to-person -person skills? And, and it doesn't have to be marvellous if the, the figures show up and as long as you're communicating well, uh, that's good. Um, uh, yeah, so just narrow it down. Keep it simple to start with. Don't try and... I probably jumped in and done stuff bigger than I maybe I should have to start with. Maybe I should have done some smaller stuff, but I guess I'd already done smaller stuff way back when, when I didn't know how to do it and um, learned a bit from that as well. So, uh, uh, you know, stick with your little, your Renos or your Reno um, subdivisions, the, the, the simple little things, or, or just do lots of fizos, lots of fizos. Look at what other people are doing and, and you know, learn that way. Yeah, Make a phone yeah. calls, sit down with town planners or agents, learn from them. Yeah. Uh, awesome, man. Get in, get, try, get into try it. And, try, once you've found a strategy, try and stay focused on it. I haven't. <laughs> I have now, but in the past I didn't. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Got it. Yeah. You, you learned that one. Uh, now we've got. Uh, I think it's Namus. Um, commercial deals look unreachable to me at the moment. Uh, yeah, nothing's unreachable. Look, there's there's different. Look, I've gone into it. I'm, I'm fortunate enough that I've built a bit of capital there that I can get into it. And yes, you do need a third to go into uh, under traditional sort of lending things.
but everything you, you want to try and do in a residential uh, situation, you can do in commercial. Look, you can do an owner JV where you're not putting any money in. I don't know who saw, uh, is it Tom who was on last week? Mm -hmm. um, I, I, uh, no, uh, James. James, sorry, James. Um, uh, I don't know who saw uh, his thing, but yeah, he's doing no money down deals mm -hmm. like they're going out of fashion. Oh, just that blew me away. Um, but you can do the same in, in um, commercial. Do your homework, make sure the thing can be leased out. But if you've got somebody who's trying to sell something that's been on the market, you might, you're probably going to have to go regional to do it because everything's in hot demand in, in Metro at the moment. But if you can find something uh, where somebody's trying to sell something that they um, might have been on the market for a while, they're, they're going to be a lot more open to negotiation. See, with the, I guess one of the things between the differences between Resi and um, commercial residential people tend to buy and sell a lot more on emotion. So, um, you know, today it could be black and white, tomorrow it could be any color of the rainbow, what their mm -hmm. emotion is. Whereas uh, commercials, a lot more, it's contracts that you're dealing with. So, everything's in writing. Um, if you can negotiate that and put it on paper, that's what it's going to be. Um, you know, I've, I've seen people do no money down deals in commercial and do quite well out of it. Um, it's, it's whatever you can negotiate. Um, JV deals, um, yeah, owner JVs. Um, yeah, yeah. There's more ways, more, more ways than one of killing a cat, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thank you, Jeff. Awesome. <laughs> right. I, I mean, the figures I'm talking about, okay, yeah. those are bigger, bigger um, dollar amount properties. They don't have to be that big. You can get into smaller. I've seen people go into you know, $200,000 shops and do them up and get them leased out and make a chunk on that. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Multiple, multiple ways of getting into it. Yeah. yeah. Or buying a car park for $50,000 or something like that. That's right. Yeah. 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 Indeed. Indeed. Uh, Jeff, thank you. Thank you so much for, for, for taking hope, the time out. Look, I hope people get something out of that. Um, yeah, if anybody wants to talk in more depth about doing a deal or, or something, I'm, I'm open to people reaching out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and thanks for sharing as well, because I know that you mentioned a few times and you, and you have done a number of um, videos into the uh, Facebook community. So uh, the ultimate Facebook um, community, if you haven't had a look, check them out. Um, they are there under the video. You'll, probably scroll them under the video tab and chances are one of the students will type there and type in a question so it'll, it'll pop up in the timeline facebook timeline um so check them out but um jeff thank you man i really really appreciate you taking out the time um oh, good no. good to connect and and, and yeah appreciate you sharing and and uh mate awesome awesome work you know yeah yeah, yeah. awesome deals thanks you know? Michael. yeah yeah and that, <laughs> that feels, yeah, it's a pleasure man it's a pleasure no i, I love you know i, I, I love cool. connecting up and I'm actually looking forward to uh, you know, doing a few more um, live events where I can get out there and see the likes of you, your smiley face and, and a few of the others that, uh, you know, this Zoom thing, it's, it's okay, but it's not the same as face-to-face. -face. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully we can get back to those you ones. You can't buy me a beer over Zoom. No, no, I can't. Yeah, I know. Well, I don't worry. I'll, when I see you, I'll buy your beer, all right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds great. <laughs> Awesome. All right. Well, look, thank you so much for, for, uh, for that, Jeff. Um, thank you. Yeah, really appreciate that. And now for everyone joining us well, um, really appreciate you taking the time out for lunchtime to join. Um, this is gone live into the Facebook uh, community. If you've missed it, if you want to review it, 
catch, you know, uh, watch it again. It is within Facebook and I also do an edit and it goes up onto the members only website. So that's where it is. Um, and also you've got, oh, you've got a stack of things that are coming up. Uh, within the community as well. Nicole's on this weekend, Dipna's on next weekend, and there's a boot camp coming up in a couple of weeks as well. There's no shortage of stuff. And of, and of course, we had Greg. Actually, Greg was just on the other night too. Wednesday, he was he, he was on Wednesday and Dan was on there as well. So, uh, and we've got obviously it's those regular... Too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's there's regular weekly Wednesday webinars coming up every week as well. So, um, heaps of stuff going on. And it's only the beginning of the year. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, look, we'll end off there. Um, do well, uh, everyone that's joining us, and we'll catch up. I'll certainly kind of come back and um, uh, find out uh, who's going to be coming on next week. But, uh, but Jeff, thank you so much thank you, for, for joining us uh, today. And, yeah, um, yeah we'll, we'll catch up with everyone next time round or online, wherever, hey? Excellent. All righty. Uh, okay. We'll see thanks everyone now. Okay. Bye now. Yeah.